You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you oughta, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom, come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team, we'll talk about your least favorite team, and everybody in between, and we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by AJ Hayfley. What do you say about a game where that was not really a hockey game at all, was it? That was a one-man concert of John Gibson just freestyling for 60 minutes. Yeah, I mean, John Gibson and his posts sounds like a great Scott band. <laughs> there you go. Exactly right. John Gibson skanking all over the ice, basically. <laughs> um, I mean, it's the guy was great tonight, but got plenty of help. Yeah. So definitely. Uh, I, how do you? When you're living good, you're living good with yeah three posts and I think man? two shots that went through him but did not go in the net. Yeah, the the sod on the two on one yep. and sod puts it through the five hole and it just skitters all the way into the corner and you're yep. like So the Avs beat Gibson five times, end up with one goal and lose the game. Like yeah. <laughs> what do you do? I don't know. <laughs> it's it's a rough life. Uh, it wasn't all perfect. We'll break it all down, the good and the bad of the game in a little bit. Appreciate all y'all hanging out with us even after an avalanche loss. We will be giving away three annual DNVR subs a little bit later in the show. To qualify, you need to be in the YouTube chat. So if you're not watching this on YouTube, go over to our YouTube channel, click on this video, watch it from there. Be sure to like and subscribe while you're at it so you can get notified every single time we go live. We will give those away in a little bit. A little bit. Let's let's start things off first. I don't I mean can the Avs play the first period any better than they did? What do you do differently if you're the Avs? You don't get scored on. I guess that's it. Yeah. And you score goals. Instead of hitting three posts, you score three goals and you have a three nothing lead. This is the this is the easiest answer I've ever given you. That's not playing better. I guess it's playing about three inches better. That's about it. Um. <laughs> playing playing three inches better is that's my that's that's my goal every day. <laughs> three inches better. Yeah, just get three inches better every day, and someday I'll be a tall boy. There you go. Almost there. Jimmy, tonight's menu is the Juicy IPA from Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer oh, of DNVR. I haven't gotten it. I haven't gotten to it yet. So I tried to order the like standard sampler pack, and they accidentally sent me the uh, the IPA sampler pack. So I've been going through all of the Breck Brew IPAs. Um, you can get these from the farmhouse down in Littleton, or of course, eight different kinds on tap at the DNVR bar. Check it out. You know, amazing stuff. There you go. Code DNVR when you call Breckenridge Brewery that that number 303-803-1380 saves you five bucks. So jump on that. 
while you still can. Yeah, they're in case, doing that, in uh, case anybody is too. curious. Uh, the Blues just lost six to three to the Kings tonight. Yeah, the Kings. So, are the Kings good? Are the Blues bad? What does this mean about the Abs? Are the Abs good or are the Abs bad? San Jose is also about to beat Minnesota. So um, what? What does all of this mean? What does all of it mean? Which one is a cup contender? <laughs> Nobody knows. Is it any of them? Is it just Vegas? And as Ryan... Vegas is just standing alone at the top. They had like a 16-save shutout today against Arizona, where neither team scored until Vegas scored with like 30 seconds left. So, I mean, if Arizona's bad, is it? does that mean Vegas is bad now too, just because they keep getting games against Arizona? How do I make sense of all of this? I think... I mean, I think that's the story that you take away from this game, right? Is one game in a vacuum hard to take anything serious from because the factors going into it could be anything. This game, if you hid the score to this hockey game and you had someone look at the the statistics of this game, all of the statistics but the score, no one is going to pick the Anaheim Ducks to win this hockey game. If you had, If you had watched this game... Without the goals. Completely separate from the context of the first five games of the season. How would you feel about it? Yep. You'd you'd say the Avs deserve to win and these things happen. Because, to be honest with you, most of the time when we approach post-game pods, post-game articles, content, all that stuff, that's what I do. That's how, that's the question that I ask myself is, what happened tonight? Not... What does game six mean in the grand scheme of the universe's ultimate plan? What happened tonight? And what happened tonight was the abs played maybe their second best game of the season. I, I, I feel like they kind of dominated a lot of aspects of tonight. Um, the one thing I would say I'm, I was, I didn't like was that the chances that they gave up, we're way, yeah, we're way too good, way too quality. But I mean, you're talking not much got through there. They gave up literally one shot on goal in the third period, and it was the empty net goal. Yeah, like the shots were ten to one. Anaheim didn't even try to play hockey in the third period. Had you flipped this, and the Abs had won tonight the way that Anaheim had won? Everybody that's mad right now would still be mad because they wouldn't have played well. Yeah. So it I don't I don't know. I you know some we talk about process and we stress process. Process was pretty darn good tonight. <laughs> and it was good. It could have been better, but it was good. And you know, like really the high danger chances was really about it. But another game with 20 plus scoring chances, tons of shots on goal. I mean, I thought they played better. Everybody's still freaking out about Nazem Kadri. I thought Kadri had a much better game overall tonight. He lost Ricard Raquel in the defensive zone, and that was bad. That's also a world-class play from Ryan Getzlaff, who, by the way, is probably going to be... Hall of Fame-ish when he's done because he spent a decade doing exactly that. I I thought Kadri was a lot better tonight. I thought Sad was a, a little bit better tonight. Um, but I, I thought that I that obviously if if you if Kadri doesn't lose Raquel, how do you feel about the rest of his game? Because I thought that it was fine. There were some ups, there were some downs. So I don't want to single out Kadri here because I think this was true of a lot of players. I thought the Avs were straight up excellent until the Anaheim second goal. And not the goal itself, like you said. Yeah. Look, you tip your cap to Getzlav and say you made a great pass. But there was a definite, noticeable drop-off in the Avs' play after they went down yeah. to nothing in that game. Yeah. Well, so. and like, I mean, Kadri got worked on that goal, too. And then it, it was very deflating. I thought the third period was everything that you want for them to come back they, in the third period. In the third period. I'll look, um, let me just bring up this graph. This is ridiculous like this is what this hockey game looked like man it's just like that's not 
this is the pace of the game. The Ducks had one push after their second goal where the Avs were really on the ropes, and the rest of it is basically just domination from the Avs. Yeah. So it's ridiculous. You will take that graph every single night, and the Avs will win that game nine out of ten times. I mean, look at the – we. it's funny because when the Avs are protecting a lead, if if that's what the numbers are like on the other side – then we're sitting here criticizing the turtle. Yeah, exactly. We say they shut it down too much. Yeah. And tonight I thought they were excellent in the third period. Uh, I mean, Nathan McKinnon got robbed, what, three different times? Even, hell, even in, even including... <laughs> even including uh, the, the goal that they did score. It's a, it's a nice save by Gibson yeah. in the center of the net on McKinnon. I, I mean, I think the... The McKinnon, the one big save Gibson made on McKinnon in the third period on the one-timer kind of summed up the second half of this game for the Avs where the pass was just a little bit behind him. He had to reach out and, and kind of grab behind him to, to reach the puck. And then when he fires the puck off, it's not in the ideal position, so he has to kind of just shoot it back towards Gibson instead of getting some lift on it and going high blocker side where he scores for sure if he puts it up there. But it, it was so close, but not quite perfect enough to beat John Gibson. And that's what it took yeah. tonight to beat Gibson was to be perfect. Well, and, and when they did, you, I mean, we saw McCarr hit two, he hit yeah, two, two crossbars. crossbars. <laughs> uh, he beat him cleanly both times on great plays. He beat him cleanly. And, you know? Yep. Well. What can you say, man? You I just nod your head. And, and there aren't there head. aren't very many post game shows where I want to punt. Where I'm just like, I don't really have much to say. They played really well. John Gibson was great. They got a little unlucky when, in the couple of coin flip situations that occurred during the game, they went the Ducks' way. He's kind of move on, I guess. Yeah, on the whole. Yeah, the one that the the McCarr shot, they hit the crossbar yeah. and dropped straight down, right onto like, the goal line. And it's like, really, dude. <laughs> Gibson was insane. I won't have any of that. Gibson played out of his mind tonight. Dude, yeah, made- he was he was awesome tonight. He he was great tonight. This dude that keeps repeating that the Avs only had three high danger chances. Uh, yeah, like. First of all, that's only at even strength. In the game, they actually had seven, but they had 33 scoring chances in all situations. If you think, if you're trying to take away from John Gibson, they had 33 high, they had 33 scoring chances and scored one time. The guy was insane tonight. He got a little bit, he got a little bit of luck along the way, but otherwise he could control what he could control. The shots that were on net, he stopped. I mean, what the hell? The what are you Ducks guys watching? Had a PDO of one point one seven tonight, which is if you don't know PDO, that is so absurdly astronomical. Like if you had a if across an entire season, if you had a one point oh seven PDO, yeah, you're you're the you luckiest have, in the league on yeah. the high side. Yeah, but one point that's comical. If, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was funny the. Um, the I think it was Dan Greenberg yeah. that hit me up on Twitter and said they had a PDO of 357. <laughs> they might that's, what it, that's what it felt yeah. like. Yeah, it might as well have. Like yeah. really. It's it's really what it felt like. This is like Yeah. So you can have scoring chances when you miss the net. That's yeah. What do you mean? 33 scoring chances on 33 shots? Scoring chances and shots aren't the same thing. You can have a two if you have a two on one and the guy misses the net. That's a scoring chance, but it's not a shot on goal. We that's do, how that, we do need to take our first period break here with DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Hope all y'all cashed on their great deals this weekend because you know McGregor did get knocked out. So if you bet against him, you probably made some pretty darn good money, but. You also had your football batting to make as well. Uh, Chiefs won, right? Yeah, Chiefs won and uh, Bucks won. So it's the Super Bowl nobody wanted. But there it is. Deal with that. You can go hate bet on that if you would prefer. And coming up very, very soon is that Super Bowl 55. 
And they're bringing the golden ticket giveaway back with up to $55 million in prizes. If you want a share of that $55 million, all you have to do is enter the DraftKings free Super Bowl prediction challenge. Once you submit your picks, you will have a chance to win the top prize of up to $1 million. Download the app now, enter the free prediction challenge, answer questions like who will score last, and boom. Get ready to make it rain. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its players since 2012, so they're basically giving money away at this point. Download that DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get entered into that $55 million Super Bowl prediction challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize of up to $25,000 just for playing. So use promo code DNVR and enter that free $55 million Super Bowl challenge only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. Terms and conditions as well as eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. I'm super confused by this comment in chat about how cup contenders don't question their depth because aren't cup contenders the teams that constantly trade for bottom six players at the deadline? Every deadline? Yeah. <laughs> isn't like that, isn't that literally what the deadline exists for is for, for teams that fancy themselves cup contenders to add depth players? All right. Let's give away one of these annual subscriptions to dnvr.com. Many thanks to user Apollo for Apollo. I still don't know which one you actually want to go by. It's you for Apollo. It's for Apollo. All right. For Apollo. Special thanks to him as AJ drops out. I'm going to need, hang on. Let me, let me get this set up really quick. All right. Everybody in chat. Welcome back. Whoop. Welcome back. My bad. Everybody in chat, go ahead and type the word moose and hit enter for me because we're celebrating the one goal scorer of this game. Also, isn't he the league leader in goal scored? Is he tied or did someone get the six tonight? I don't know. Let me look. Type moose for me. And if you if you want to sub, if you don't want to sub, I guess don't type moose. But as of as of right now, he's leading. He is, he's tied for the lead. All right. Yeah. So tied. Evan. In the ballpark. Should have gone uh, Rocket instead of Art Ross, maybe. But he was saying that the other night as well. I see a lot of meese. I see a lot of mooses in the chat. <laughs> um, AJ, how good has Migo Rantanen been as we, as we wait for all these comments to come in? Because he has five goals in five games. Did not score that first night. Uh, I mean, to be honest with you, right now we're talking about we're talking about that dude as a if you were if we were doing postseason award conversations, he'd be in the heart trophy conversation. Yep. No argument against it. it he's been excellent. The Avs top line obviously been carrying the Avs offensively. So, so put the well, team and just housing everybody when they're on the ice too. Like you look at you look at his individual tonight, Miko Rantanen on the ice for 14 shots on goal, one shot against. Ten scoring chances for one against. Like that's <laughs> comical. And it's it's like this multiple nights. The guy's been the guy's just been in a physical, truly dominant force. All right. We have our entrance, no more, no more entrance. I'm pulling the rewards now, and our winner is Dylan H. Dylan, congratulations on winning a annual DNVR sub. That's one year of coverage from us here at DNVR. We'll give away two more subs a little bit later in the show. Dylan, um, send me a DM either. If you have a Discord, you can reach me there. Or if you're on Twitter, DM Nathan Double underscore Rudolph with your email address. And we will get you all hooked up oh, with your Dylan P. <laughs> Too many Dylans in the chat. Dylan P is heartbroken. <laughs> well, one sub given away down. Two more to go. 
we'll get to those in a bit. Let's let's get into a little bit of the the sloppiness in this game because Twitter was buzzing a little bit. Twitter is mad mm-hmm. at the bottom six in this hockey game, middle six really, to be honest. Um, you kind of we already talked about Kadri a little bit. Let's talk about the other pieces. Another disappearing act from JT Confer again tonight. Who? Yeah, exactly. It's. I think this is the first time he's actually on the positive side of the underlying numbers outside of the eight nothing game, though. And I mean, almost everyone on the Avs was on a positive on the underlying. So I, I thought it was. I thought there were glimmers of hope, but it was still just not good enough. And, and it's one. I don't think anyone was truly awful when you look at their process tonight, but in a game where the Avs just crushed it and you have these low event players where they're not getting in on a lot of this offense that the Avs were creating, they outshot the ducks 33 to 15. They spent basically the entire third period in the offensive zone. And you're, it just feels like there's so much more to be had there in the Avs depth. Yeah. So, you kind of, I think you said it well. We were talking about Saad on Twitter as well. This Avs team has expectations this year, and the middle six has not even begun to live up to those expectations. You have one goal from Brandon Saad at five on five, and that's it. Yeah, um, I mean we're we're talking about just just driving a little bit of offense, and you know there was there was a game. It was what two games ago. Uh, where none of the forwards had the, it was the second LA loss, I think. Yeah. It, it was like 80% of their shots on goal came from like five guys. Yep. And it was only a couple of forwards. Right now, uh, to, in, in tonight's game, there were only three forwards that did not have shots on goal. So that's better. It's slowly improving. Yeah. Like, that's a step forward. Um, the defense is probably still shooting too much, but I would also say that there were a lot of quality chances from the defense tonight. Uh, McCarr, Gerard, Timmons, and Taves all had legit scoring chances. Yep. They'd... So, you know, I don't mind that they were shooting quite as much. But... I, look, I don't, I don't have a problem with the defensive <laughs> impact on the offensive side. McCarr has a hat trick in an alternate universe in this game. Yeah. So another, another absolutely dominant game for him, by the way. Yep. Yeah. He's, he's done in the last two games. He's looked a lot more like the car. Everyone knows and loves. He's just, you yeah. know, one inch away from scoring. Also Bowen Byram on the ice, 12 shots for three against. Yep. So he's not leaving. No, he's here to stay for sure. Uh, it, I mean, I can't, I struggle to fault any of the defensemen in this game, right? Like the two goals that Anaheim scored were off of a face-off, which they lost. What is a defenseman going to do about that? Well, and it's a perfect, it's a perfect shot. I don't it, know. It's not any... even a perfect shot. It, it ricochets off of Burakovsky's stick. And like that. And it's like, what do you even do? Yeah. There's, I, that's a, that's a goal where it's like, who, what are you going to like blame the guy who loses the face-off for that? Like, Sometimes the other team is allowed to make great plays. Yeah. Which is kind of the same thing as the second one. A great pass by Ryan Graves. Sure, Kadri loses his man, but you're not blaming the defense, the actual defenders on that. Well, and and Raquel makes a great cut because he was he was he was circling and then he cuts diagonally. And you know, unless Kadri's looking right at that guy, it's that's a he has a he has a tough task there. It's a it's a great pass. And it's a great cut by Raquel. Like, that's awesome offense. If had that play happened on the other end, we'd be freaking out about whoever made the pass yep. and not talking about whichever guy got shook in front of the net. And Raquel's a great, he's a guy with 30 goal. He's had a 30 goal season. And, you know, like that, <laughs> that's a great, he is a great finish. Kadri got beat there. Kadri got beat by two players making a great play. I'm okay with that. I I can live with that. I really can. I I can live with the you know. You it, it's not you would, it's not cheap. It's not it's it's not lucky. It's not 
it it's not greasy. It's just it's a it's a really high level goal from from great players from two of their best players. You you live with everything in this game. I think that's that's the point we're trying to make. You would run this game back with the underlying numbers 10 times out of 10 if you're the Avalanche. Even even with the high danger chances being what they were tonight where there weren't enough of them. Yeah. Even with that, literally everything else between shots on goal, shot attempts and scoring chances, they doubled them up in they almost I mean 33 to 20 in all situations. So that counts power plays and extra man and all that. If you switch it to even strength, it's 24 to 16. They had significant advantage. Yep. Just dominant. I Again, you, the third period shots were 10 to 1. It, that was one a, shot. They didn't even give up a yeah, shot on the net. power play. Yeah, and a 180-foot empty netter is the one shot on goal. Like, <laughs> this was not... This was not two teams playing an even game. This was the Colorado Avalanche versus the Anaheim John Gibsons. Like, <laughs> it is what it is. You can't go back and change it, but I, this is not the game to be frustrated after. After, as someone like, who was quite the frustrated game, after the this, LA Kings game. This is the game to be frustrated that they lost, 100%. But this is the one where you don't have to look very hard to find positives. They're yep. all over the place. Yep. A bunch of guys played. A bunch of guys played way better than they had been. Your special, like your special teams, were good on both ends. Your power, your penalty kill. I mean, how huge was the penalty kill? Third at, at the end of the game, you've got a one goal. You've got a one goal game, and they didn't give up a shot on goal. They didn't even come close to giving up a shot on goal. They spent probably a solid minute and 20 seconds, not even past center ice of that thing because Calvert and Belmar were so good on it. Like there were the, that, so that, that helped like the PK and the PK is one of those units been very iffy. The power play didn't score tonight, but as we've talked about, it was not through something that they did not accomplish. They, they had, were really good. Yeah. John Gibson was awesome on it. Multiple grade A chances that Gibson just played out of his mind, particularly in the second and third periods. Gibson was just, he got the luck of the post in the first period. And from then on, he was square to everything yeah. tonight, man. Like just, I don't know. There's nothing you can say. You, you went up against the best goalie in the league and he did his thing. Um, the Avs lineup. Top to bottom tonight, even even the weak parts of it, the guys that we said have not showed up as well, they got to take some confidence from this game, man. They have to feel like they're getting closer to what they should be. Yeah, when they watch when they watch video, there's it's going to be minor stuff. Yep. There isn't a lot from tonight that you honestly want to fix. And that's all, what, all of the people freaking out about stuff right now. Like There's just not a lot of stuff that they need to fix right now. Coming from from this game, just coming strictly out of this game, when you go back and, and when they go back and watch it, they need to create a little bit more dangerous offense. Okay, that's that's about it. Well, I think you'll. That's exactly what you'll see too. That the letdown after the the duck second goal was a lot of oh this puck just rolled off a stick or oh this pass was into the skates or or, or whatever. It was what was a really clean aggressive game for the Avs quickly turned into um, a things just weren't quite connecting type of game in the second period where the Avs were still creating offense, but a few too many chances falling to the wayside from just that little bit of sloppiness. Yeah. So a little bit tough. It's I, I imagine all of these guys are probably on the bus to the, to get on the plane to go back to Denver. Yeah, that this was the last game of the road trip, so, so they're on their way home. You guys all, you know, you want to, Zach, you want to know where they are. That's probably what they're up to right now. Got them. Got them. Um, Burakovsky back tonight. Do we didn't notice him a whole lot? Yeah, I don't. He was not particularly impactful, but do you roll the same lineup? when you get back home 
against San Jose? Do you put Graves back in for Timmons? What's the what's the take there? If you're Jared Bednar, he's thinking. Um, I mean the forwards, the forward group. I would leave. I would leave. Be the top line is rolling. I think it's idiotic to touch that. Yeah, it's the when they're most successful part of the team right now. When they're dominating games the way that they are, any idea of trying to split them up to jumpstart anybody else, um, just feels like you're missing the mark. You're trying to get things to work, not break a thing that's working in order to fix something else. Yep. I. No disagreement there. Yeah, Why? I think you leave the top line B. I honestly just don't have uh, too much of a problem with what's going on on the fourth line. I think it's. I think there needs to start to be a little bit of production here. But the process um, is excellent, top to bottom on the fourth well, line. I, I, it's it's it it's fine. Like it, they're not getting they're not getting crushed. Um, when they're not like they didn't have a very good night tonight. I didn't think Tyson Jost did even strength was any good tonight. I thought he was really good on the PK. I didn't think he was any good on the. Hey, yeah, he drew that one penalty. Yeah, on the PK. And on the PK. And I didn't think he was any good at even strength. But it, when you're not going to be, if you're going to be what I think of as not any good at even strength, and you're still basically um, neutral. Yeah, I mean. The story of that bottom line is even when they're not great, they're just super low event. Yeah. Nothing really happens against like, them. I don't I don't love how Belmar and Jost were tonight. And those guys were each on the ice for exactly one shot on goal against. Yep. So it's like I'm not gonna if I could guarantee if I could walk in to every single game guaranteeing that one, my top line is gonna crush. And two, my fourth line is not going to give up any, any, anything, anything major, and they're only going to give up one or two shots on goal. That's really about it. Like I, I would, if that's a starting point, hell to the yeah, I'm taking that. And the rest of it, I just hope to figure out. Again, Brandon Saad and Nazem Kadri have been very good NHL players for a long time. Those are those are dudes that you are going to give long leashes to. A lot of benefit of the doubt. Six games is not nearly enough. I said ten games, and then we revisit. Maybe moving. You know, if it doesn't get any better after ten games, then you're full on scratching a guy. It's look. Brandon Sod is twenty eight. Twenty eight year olds don't just wake up and are terrible at hockey overnight. Like that's a guy that you could make an argument is still in the prime of his career at that age. So, yeah, the, I am not particularly worried that his game is is this going forward. Like he has to put it together. Sure. But it's not someone that you're pushing the panic button on. And honestly, Kadri isn't someone you're, you should be pushing the panic button on either. He is 30, but he's not 35, you know. Right. Not- well, and and. Like you're not you're not like oh my god he's bad now, you're like oh my god that thirty what does that tell you about him? It tells you, boy you you've been you think that there should be no leashes on veteran players ever, so your response would be oh a guy has a bad game and I'm gonna I'm, a guy has a bad two weeks and I'm gonna pull this guy who's been in the league for ten years out of the lineup in favor of whichever taxi squad guy that you want for Kiefer Sherwood or Martin Cowder, Logan O'Connor, or any of these guys who to their name don't have a hundred NHL games played combined. Like I'm, it's just not like that's, that's, that's a thing that you say on the internet and don't do in real life. You just don't. You just yeah. don't treat veteran players like that. Um. Okay. We can take our second period break on that note, as we are also sponsored by Chevalier Mortgage. If I'm the Anaheim Ducks, I would take out a mortgage on John Gibson because that dude is worth the price of a house and then some. I mean, 
absolutely absurd that that franchise has he's the, the Anaheim Ducks are doing John Gibson extremely dirty. I'll put it that way. If you don't want to get done dirty, head on over to Mike in Virginia at dnvrmortgage.com. They're not only local and longtime supporters of us here at DNVR, but Mike is a certified financial planner. So they look at so much more than just the great rate they can get you on a mortgage right now. They'll look at everything that you work on from your whole financial plan to your investments to everything else as well. And you can get all of that in a free consultation when you head over to DNVR Mortgage, where you can also enter to win some free DNVR merch. So jump on that. You can call for Virginia directly as well at 303-257-6578. Again, check them out. Supporting our partners is supporting us. DNVRmortgage.com. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's give away another annual subscription here. Again, thank you to For Paulo for throwing up three subscriptions because he's an amazing dude. This time, I want you all to put the word NOS big into the chat. I will also accept, accept nose big. You can't figure out what, what I'm doing with that. Then, uh, you know, you guys, you just got to figure it out. <laughs> I feel like nose big is taking us into some places. We don't want to go. I, I, I don't want to talk about, I don't want to talk about noses. All right. Fair enough. I don't want to talk about John Gibson either, to be honest. Noses, so I'm regretting noses, this choice. Noses and feet are just two parts of anatomy that don't make sense to me. It's it's not it's ears that keep growing for your entire life, right? That's the weird one, or is that the? Are name? you serious? Do they yeah, really? I think so. Man, that makes that explains some of the straight satellite dishes <laughs> that you see on some elderly folk. <laughs> no way, that's true. I think it is. It's either ears or noses. Like, dude, I dropped when you said that. Like, <laughs> there are some, there are some people with some ears where you're like, do you have your own radio station? Like, <laughs> what are you picking up on those bad boys? Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> so it's. Uh, it's I'm kind of jealous, to be honest. I don't have very good hearing, so like... Oh, yeah, I don't either. Like, I don't know if the size of my ears thing, and I just think I, that they, they're functionally I, not very good. <laughs> I mean, I I also <laughs> think that is true, but I do wonder if I had bigger ears, could I, like, hear things better? Or, like, would it funnel <laughs> things in or something? I don't really know. No, I don't... <laughs> My ears, I don't I don't think I have see I think they're pretty tiny. They're not really anything. I don't let what's Yeah, my mine are pretty normal, I think. I, my wife has uh the earlobe is attached. That always weirds me out. Not a not a fan of attached earlobes. <laughs> huh. This is yep. interesting. We're we're learning things here. Yep. <laughs> little by little. <laughs> Cartilage continues to grow until the day you die. So both noses and ears are growing yeah, great. Not only does cartilage grow, but the earlobes elongate from gravity. So I guess that makes like they're pulling them down your whole life. Yeah. So we all end up like Dumbo. All right. Well, and then no grow more entries. Earrings, and then they get pulled down even more. Yeah, that's true. You got all the weight on there. Yeah, I didn't hey. think about that. Shout out to attached lobes is... <laughs> A tremendous comment. Uh, no, Evan Evan has other uh, things going on tonight. He was unable to be here for tonight. But he should be back on... Tuesday. Tuesday. We should also maybe have Blaze on the show on Tuesday. We'll yeah, see. Tuesday. Tuesday's show is going to look way different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, down here. Yeah, we'll be at the, the NVR bar for Tuesday's show. So come out. Come party. Anyway, it's time to pick another winner. Let me let me get my comment grabber here really quick. And what happened with Pia Suter tonight? I, I don't didn't know. see I didn't see anything with Chicago, but I did see people on the internet talking about oh wow, they won six to two. Good for the them. The winner of our second annual sub giveaway of the night is Oh my god, he had a hat trick. Wes Salter. Congratulations, sir. You have won yourself an annual sub to DNVR. Hit me up on 
either Discord, if you know who I am on Discord. If you don't, hit me up on Twitter, uh, Nathan double underscore Rudolph, and I will get you all set up. We'll get everything all figured out. Probably not tonight, but tomorrow we'll get you set up with your uh, sub. Yeah, words coming out of my mouth. We have one more to give away that we'll give away at the end of the show. Moving into the rest of this game, which, is, I, again, it really wasn't a hockey game. Yeah, pour one out for Dylan P. Oh, poor Dylan P. Dude. <laughs> Can't imagine there's too many West Salters out there. I'm really, I'm really pulling for Dylan P after this next one. <laughs> for, for this last sub. Odds are not good. There are a lot of people trying to <laughs> Odds are not good. Like, Thanks, dude. <laughs> you're going up against John Gibson to try and win this sub right now. <laughs> like <laughs> um, that's what that's what our next giveaway should be like. We talk the ads into letting us okay, everybody come down and try and score on Groove Hour. <laughs> score on Groovy, you get a sub. Yeah, perfect. Oh man. I would never score on Groovy. There's just a 0% chance. See, we don't have to. We already have subs. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Working has its perks. Uh, Where where are the positives in this game beyond the obvious? Beyond the top line? Beyond Kale McCarr? Um, Again, I, I, I feel like Kadri played better. Uh, I'm in charge of grades tonight, so I'm not giving that guy an F, no matter how much you guys try. Putting him in the positive category fully, not just. I'm the putting. New- I'm putting it that I don't think he was god awful. Like I thought he was so bad in the in the Story. first game against yeah. Anaheim, yeah. and then I thought he was. I thought he. I mean, I I I felt like he was a lot better. Lost his guy on the goal though, and like that's a legit. You can't. Can't talk about his night without mentioning that shit. But I loved I loved Makar and Gerard on the uh, on the PK. Why? Because they didn't give up any shots. Yeah, true. So you know, it's the analytics don't say Kadri was bad though. They really don't. They don't. He's he's positive in Corsi. He's positive in shots on goal. He's positive in scoring chances. And I think he's negative in high danger chances where it's 0 and 0, 4 and 2 against. Like, yeah. No matter how you try and slice that, that's not very bad. He He also had multiple shots on goal, which was considering two nights ago, he couldn't carry a puck. Yeah. At all? Like the thing would not stay on his stick. Like This was this was a step forward. I'm I, It's a, it's obviously a low bar to clear because he'd been right. playing so poorly, but Again, I think I think it's one of those expectation things. Like Kadri was significantly better yeah. than he's been, but people yes. know there's still a lot more there. Ignore analytics. Yes, and this is definitely the uh, the conversation I absolutely want to get to. On this. <laughs> I feel like uh if we're ignoring analytics, it might be on the wrong podcast. Don't know what to tell you on that one. Um, anyway, looking at the defense, we know they were involved heavily offensively. I think we saw, I mean, quite a big involvement from the big three. McCarr, Gerard, Taves, Byram, super solid. Byram, I thought, was really underrated tonight. That dude does not hesitate to jump up into the middle of the play. Uh, I don't I don't remember who he was on the shift with, but they broke out and they were at the end of their shift and that whoever it was just got to center ice and went to dump the puck. And I was watching Byram, who was like in a full sprint at center ice and was like, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> and then as soon as that, that as soon as that puck got dumped, he just slammed on the brakes and went to change. And I was like Rip. <laughs> Poor Bo. He just he just wanted to <laughs> he just he just wanted he just wanted to go on an odd man rush and make somebody look bad. <laughs> so I I 
I really have very, very little problem um, with his with what his his transition to the NHL looks like. Yeah, uh, he's got to cut down on penalties. Obviously, I think um, it's the one real issue with his game so far. Yeah, um, you got it. That's really it. But otherwise, otherwise, we are one hundred thousand percent pushing the bosexuals. It's. Uh, fine. Yeah, sure. We'll just we'll just use that as our next uh, giveaway word. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, uh, I'm I'm waiting for it to be our next T-shirt. Damn it! It's been it's been a while since we've had an ad. That's true. That is true. We do need a bow shirt. I feel um, like it's been a while, but we had you know yeah, we had the kale shirt and the we had we had, like, we had two months. drop at yeah. the start of the round robin stuff. So I was like, all right, whatever. Um. It's your third pairing, right? So you're, it's never something freak out overable, but it, yeah, it seems a little lost right now. It doesn't feel like you can rely on any of Timmons, Patteron, or Graves at the moment. I liked, I actually liked Timmons overall tonight. I thought he was a lot better. There was one, one play with the puck where it was a miscommunication more than an execution problem. Mm-hmm. And miscommunications, I, I never really know who to pin that on um so it was cool but i thought i thought he came so close to scoring uh that he put that one high up on gibson's yeah left shoulder. just caught the arm such yeah. a good shot on goal and it was quality stuff i i liked timmons i i liked timmons i really didn't i i thought pattern was terrible with the puck tonight man i just pattern made one play on offense where i was like there you go dude where he read the play, puck was rimming around the boards, and I didn't know he was. I didn't even know he was on the ice. And all of, that dude goes a thousand miles an hour for him anyway. His thousand miles an hour, <laughs> he goes screaming into the corner to to you know just slam the puck back into the corner and make it happen, and created a created a puck battle that it involved like three other dudes and it was, you know, whatever. And they ended up losing it. And then he turned around and he got back and I was like, good, good. Yes. Much better like that. And then they, he would get the puck in his own zone. Yeah, and it was just, I just like, no, we, we just traded. It's, it's just not good. Well, not the Avs just traded Nikita Zadorov in the off season. I thought, all right, maybe this is the season where, when a defenseman touches the puck in their own zone, I don't have to like I'm, huddle into the fetal position. Did we? Did, did we really? Did they really need to make the the pattern trade when they freaking did? Like I get, like I, yeah. I get that both teams were in California, and so they could just swap them, and each guy could roll in, and there would be no quarantine. But I'm like, dude, it doesn't. How like how different is this if it's great mm. Timmons on the bottom pairing every night instead well, of Patterson? Yeah, and I'm 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 happy that they gave Graves the night off because it's an same. easy like give him one night off. He comes back into the lineup. He takes Patterson's spot. Timmons continues to take the third spot until EJ is ready. I'm I'm like I'm okay with that. But the it's whole like, point of seven or eight D is you can give a guy a night off if he has a bad one, but. It, it doesn't seem necessary when every defenseman's going to have bad games, but on any given night, you know more or less what you're going to get out of the Avs defense. And yeah, I, what is Pattern giving you that that Graves can't on any given night? Well, and and the other thing, like he, you got this guy, and then you played him right away. He hasn't he hasn't had any practice time to get up to speed with any of the teammates or the systems or how they want to play. He's kind of flying by the seat of his pants. He's, he's a worse player than the one that you gave up. Like, did you need the My question is, did you need the cap space right then? Because, and this is obviously very hindsight ish. Of course, because we know that pattern had pattern has been playing and he's not been playing particularly well, but it's just like, it's frustrating because this was predictable. I mean, it, you didn't need to get him and play him. You had Byram. You could be playing. Like, I don't mind that they gave Graves a night off. I don't mind that they gave Timmons a night off. When they're not playing well, you have too competitive a defense to just chill. 
Johnson not being ready to go is a thorn in their side, but they knew it was a thorn in their side by that point, and they still were like, I'm going to load up this little revolver here, and I'm going to put one bullet in it, and I'm going to shoot it straight to the top of my foot. Because I can. You're right. Like, remove Pattern's quality of play on the app so far entirely. The second that trade was made, everyone ever went, okay, the abs just got worse. Pattern is worse than Ian Cole. Full stop. Which Why is like one of the things that, about that trade that was universally accepted. Yeah. So why do you do that if there was a way to work around the salary cap? Yeah. It, so I don't know. I don't. Uh, to be honest, I don't. I don't know that Cole would have gotten claimed on waivers because of salary cap space. Yeah, four and a quarter mil is a little bit right now for sure. Um. Anyway, I guess we're we're finishing up here. Final thoughts here has to be just forget this game ever happened and and go play the same way at home against San Jose. Basically, any arguments, AJ? What did you say? I'm sorry. Uh, final thoughts here. Forget this ever happened and go play the same um, way on Tuesday. No, honestly, take it and build from it. Um, really, really good. What did you What did you learn on the What did you learn on the road trip that you didn't know about the team before they left? Number one thing is that Bowen Byron is in your lineup and should not be leaving it under any circumstances other than injury. Yep, that no is argument. it. No argument so, on that one. They go two and two on the road trip. Not great. Not bad. Not going to kill you. Yep. It's you're very right now. You're very neutral on it, but I think the, you throw Byram in there. Revelation. You get, you get Eric Johnson, you get Eric Johnson back sometime. Let's just say this week. We're cause we don't know. Don't know yet, but uh, Richard has a really great point here as well. They're also done with John Gibson and John Quick, two guys who have owned the abs in their careers. And the next the next six games that they get, because I'm not sure what that seventh game is, their next six games they get Dubnik, Martin Jones, whoever the hell the goaltenders are for Minnesota. Minnesota Cam Talbot, right I believe. Yeah, Cam Talbot and Kakinen. Very, very beatable goaltenders for sure. So you're feeling like if they can play the kind of offensive game more or less that they did tonight, against those goaltenders for the next six games, I feel like four and two, five and one is a realistic expectation for how they should play. Yep. You get a bunch of home games as well. Yeah. The four games in a row against Minnesota is going to be weird because we've never seen that in the regular season. Yep. So it's like, this is a playoff series now. This is going to be, I don't know. It's going to be really weird. It it is. It's going to be strange, but we get to see it. I, I think my takeaway is any given road trip during a season, if you play 500 hockey, you're not jazzed about it, but you're feeling okay with it. To be honest, if you played 500, if you played 500 hockey on the road all season long, you're a playoff team. Yep. Like, and obviously, like, yes. <laughs> Colorado, Colorado, Colorado uh, being a playoff team, should not be something that we're talking about. It's that's an ex, it should be an automatic, not like a woohoo, right? Like, yeah, it's an it should be an automatic. They should this this division they're, they're too talented to have this conversation, and we we're not having it right now. Just if they if you're gonna play 500 on the road, it's acceptable. Yeah, I mean, but for the the kind of team they want to be, it has to be better. First road trip of the year. We're literally six games in. For all we know, this could this could be the worst stretch of hockey they have all season where they go 500 in a six-game stretch. It probably won't be, but it's possible. Even if you want to look at the standings, who are the teams you expect the Evs to be competing with in the, this division? Vegas and St. Louis. Well, Vegas, St. Louis, and then the fourth slot being open, but I would say Minnesota has always been like the front runner sure. there. And um, look, Vegas is a little bit ahead with a four-point lead. St. Louis yeah. is one point ahead of the Avs. And then yeah. Minnesota is two points ahead of the Avs. But as you just said, where the Avs are in relation to Minnesota is going to change massively over the four-game stretch that they play against each other because it's four four-point games. Yeah. I mean, they Minnesota could win all four of those games, and all of a sudden the Avs are 
deep in trouble in the yeah. hole. And yeah. then we're having a way different conversation. Yep. Um, I would say after 20 games, if the abs are 500 through 20 games, um, I don't know about freak out, but something's gone seriously uh, wrong. Alarm yeah. bells are going off if the abs are 500 at 15 games. Like, yeah. And you like, I've, I've kind of circled 10 games as like the, okay, let's see how they are. I break, I break the year. I break the schedule down into 10 game segments every year. That's how I look at everything. Win those, win those ten games. Win those ten. At, go five, go five yeah. and five. Go six and four, and you do that every right. ten game cycle. You'll be okay. Look, I, if you look at the three series the Avs have played, the St. Louis one was kind of nonsense. Rusty game one, they get beat handily, and then they blow them out. The yeah. second game was not good hockey that they managed to split or the second series against LA and the third well, and, series was a pretty sloppy game that they managed to pull out a win and probably their best game of the season as far as process wise goes. And they just got goalied. You can make the art. You could make the argument that two of their better, their, their two best games that they've played this year were the losses in Anaheim and LA because they played good games. I liked their game in LA there were problems in that game. There were way more problems in that game than there were tonight. For sure. But they, I thought that in the, the game they lost in LA, there were a lot of positives. The they first, created, half, the first they, half of the game was very good. Yeah. You were willing, the second half of the game, the biggest problem was they couldn't, they, none of their damn shots were on net. Them net yeah. But it was like they created, they had a ton of them. They, they created a lot of scoring chances. It wasn't, it wasn't like this whole like LA, like, oh, LA just, outbodied them and they were more physical and they were like the abs the abs blew that game and then tonight i think they just got goaltendered yep so i'm you know the two of those losses like one of those losses they got they got their ass kicked by st louis yep and then the other two losses i don't feel that i don't feel that bad about the one of i mean the the, the second the the first la the, the la loss they Give up the go-ahead goal with what three minutes left in the game? Yeah, I, I just start, refuse start. to be a good, feel good about blowing a two-zero lead in the LA game. But no, I understand. I understand that there were a lot of problems in that game. I get you, man. Like I, they go but, into a, uh, they go into a, they go into a game two-two in, in the third period. Like I'm, I'm also not going to overreact to that loss. In, and the point I'm trying to make here, just generally, is that they're trending in the right direction, right? They split both of these last two series, but their play has gotten better. We've seen significantly better loss tonight. Obviously the way they beat Anaheim last night. Yeah. There are a lot of problems, but, but you pulled a win, right? You, you pulled a win probably other than tonight, probably their best third period of the season was last night or two nights ago against Anaheim as well. Definitely. So, they're addressing the problems bit by bit. You would and like- I think that's actually a good point we didn't touch on all show long is that after the first several games, we were like, dude, they haven't played a good third period yet. Yep. And yep. they've had the both games against Anaheim, very good third periods. Yep. So trying to find positive there, great. Philip Deneau is not getting traded to go and he doesn't want to be a third line center. He's not going to happily come to Colorado and be a third line center. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Give away one more annual sub here. Again, thank you to Four Paulo. Extremely generous of him to be given these out. We can go with either. If you're if you're into it, if you're into it, go with bisexual. If you're not, just give me a DNVR. People are now asking for a shirt with that. What's yeah, we that? should make one. We should make a bosexual. Shirt. I don't understand what's wrong with identifying as a bosexual. <laughs> we should make a Bow and Byram shirt. I agree with that, but I just think we could make a cooler shirt. Well, had he taken number eight, we could have called him BB8, and it was a missed opportunity for everybody involved. Our ruined that. So. so we could. I was really looking forward to getting sued by Disney. <laughs> really looking forward to it. It would have been awesome. <laughs> You know what kind of great publicity publicity that would have been? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man. We also we had comments on the tailgate and betting bonanza. 
Happy birthday, Alex. About what? <laughs> I just, she doesn't even answer. No, nope, she's just out. She's just out. Uh, I feel like after all of this, we gotta hook Dylan P up with something. <laughs> um, I don't know. know. Was not the top ones in her Montreal. Come on, stop it. <laughs> okay, thirty more seconds to get your to get your bows in. Uh, Jared Bednar in the chat. Oh no, it says Jared Barber. Jared Barber, <laughs> not quite. 30 seconds. Bednar in the chat. Rudo, yeah, why would he be in the chat? In the tailgate chat this morning, so I was like, who knows? <laughs> Rudo, 30 yeah. seconds. How's life, man? Life is good, dude. I'm enjoying yeah. it right now. Things are things are good. Sitting around. You know, it's still COVID time, so I never leave the house. But dude, I'm so looking forward to getting it back to us being able to like regularly hang out at the bar. Right. Like getting getting back to like that world ever existed. Right. Um, closed two days after we yeah, opened. We like... never we, we did like a soft opening of the bar and never got to see it in its full potential. So I'm I think that's what I'm looking forward to the most. Although I saw somebody tell. I saw somebody say the other day uh, that uh, when the pandemic ends is turning into the into the new when yeah. I'm no longer depressed. Right. So again, Philip Deneau is not the top line center in Montreal. He's not. Nick Suzuki is at the moment. All right. Sorry. No more. No more entrances pick our final winner of the day. What is this outside you speak of? Yeah, no kidding, man. Yeah, I haven't been out there in months. I don't know. But hey, look, AJ and I will be at the bar on Tuesday. Well, I'll be at the bar on Tuesday. I'm coming down after the game. Yeah, AJ will be there after. And then I think the plan is for Thursday's game. um, We'll both be there? Yeah, we'll both be at the bar on Thursday, and then Evan will come down after. Nick Suzuki is averaging more ice time, okay? He's the top one center. Stop it. So, um, And just a heads up for everyone who does come down to the bar. Obviously, abs have late starts. Um, the rules are last call, is, as you guys just heard, last call is at 10. But that doesn't mean you guys have to leave the bar at 10. So if the game is still going on, you will be able to watch the game. You just won't be able to order any more drinks. But if you order a bucket or anything like that beforehand, you can finish your drinks. Um, last call is just the last thing you can't drink anything after. Or you can't order anything to drink after 10 o'clock. Cool. Seems fair enough. Okay. Right. We're selecting. I'm selecting the winner now. I think that comment is very funny. I would just like to stay away from it. For a reason of professional is... courtesy. Ow. Dude, no way. This didn't actually just happen. Is it Dylan P? Yeah. No way. You guys are going to think I rigged this. But yeah. it's Dylan P. Yes. It's Dylan P. <laughs> Somebody. There is, there is justice. <laughs> Congratulations to Dylan P. Uh, I can't believe that actually happened. That's incredible. <laughs> there were 78 people who submitted. 78 submissions. And Dylan P. did it. Congratulations to all of you. The comments are going wild. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> tonight, tonight ended well. Um, that ad, the abs game was a bummer, but that was awesome. Yeah, at least at least something positive for the night. I already heard from Dylan H. For Dylan P. and Wes, you can contact me on Twitter. My handle is Rudo something or other. Let me see. Uh, sorry, on, on Discord, I mean. Uh, all right, contact me on Twitter first because I can't find my Discord handle. Nathan, double underscore Rudolph on Twitter. Send me a DM uh, with your email. We'll get you all set up with your subscription. I think I want to say I'm Rudo2122 on Discord, but I'm not 100% sure. Sorry, I don't know who I am. 
send me send me your stuff. We'll get you all set up with your yearly subs. Yeah, yeah again, your Discord, your nine five five six. Nine five five six. There you go. Yeah. Rudo three hashtag nine five five six. Whatever. You guys find me. If you can't find me, I'm sure you can hit up someone at DNVR. They'll get you all sorted out. Uh, thank you again to For Paulo for for setting all of this up and and being an extremely generous soul, giving out three DNVR subs. If you cannot find Rudo, just email info at the DNVR. There you go. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Too many ways to make this happen for us to have a problem here. Yeah, we'll get it sorted out over the next day or so. So don't worry about it. Thank you, everyone, for watching, listening, however you consume the podcasts. Go enjoy your Sunday night. We got a bunch of post-game coverage coming up. AJ's doing grades and an article tonight, I guess, since Evan is off. You can catch my video review on this YouTube channel, so be sure to like and subscribe. Hit the bell for notifications when we post stuff. Other than that, we are out of here. Enjoy your Monday. I guess we'll be live at 1 p.m. on Monday as normal with a, with a normal show. Um, maybe not. It really just depends on when the abs have practice. Cause That's I have true. practice at ball arena tomorrow. So, so if, if they do it a little bit later because of travel, then it might be like more like one thirty. but it'll we'll still have, be same, same range. We will have avalanche news for you tomorrow afternoon. How about that? Yeah. Cause we have got to, we have got to talk about that PLD trade. It, yeah. it, it feels like a million years ago. But no, Philip Deneau does not average more ice time. He does not. I'm looking at it right now. He does not. All right. All right. Let's get out of here before we have to throw down the octagon. Appreciate you all in chat. Glad we could give you a couple subs. We will catch all of you guys next time.